Hey everyone, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. Thanks for listening. I had to give you a little news on what's going on with the podcast. The podcast has turned a corner and changing things up a little bit. The podcast is no longer sponsored. I will ask that if you enjoy the podcast and if you have enjoyed it for over the four years and many episodes, 130 now, please consider donating. I don't want to make a big deal of it, but please donate. Uh, consider donating to the podcast through my PayPal account. So if that's something you want to do, please find me on Instagram at gromdad2000 and send me a message. I'll give you the address to send the donation to. It's uh, be much appreciated, uh, especially if you're like me at all and appreciate face-to-face interviews which i plan on continuing as long as this podcast exists so so anyway please consider donating it'd be a big help i uh want to keep this rolling the best i can and uh not everyone that i interview lives around the corner so it's um it's pretty important for me to be able to get out to anywhere down the east coast to the Midwest. Pretty much that's my my range. This episode with Nina Petrago is something that I'm pretty psyched on. She's an incredible person as well as a motivator and a driver behind women in BMX freestyle. So check her out through Nina Burrito on Instagram and also way, way back over four years ago on episode 17 of the BMX in Our Blood. So there's a lot of information out there about her through this podcast that I'm posting now that you're about to listen to and back to episode 17. So anyway, thank you, Nina. Nina's been awesome and you guys are about to hear why. So thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe, donate, and we'll keep this thing rolling. Thanks. Well, I can't believe I forgot the microphone, but what are you going to do? Said we'll make the best of it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Kick, kick them damn profile hubs, the elites out of this room. I know. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Even though we both, well, I don't know, I run them, do you? I don't, but I always joke I have to give everyone a hard time, like, yo. Because they're so loud. Yeah, kill the bees. <laughs> yeah. I have questions for you that just were added on to. So, I had to listen to your first podcast with me on the way here so I can get an idea of kind of where we left, like what we talked about back then. Oh, snap. Would you believe it was four years ago? I don't even know where time goes. That's crazy. It was four years ago. feels like it was last year. Yeah. That's wild. Four years ago, you were episode 17. And I'm on 120. I've got 128. Damn, Grom Dad, you've been doing some work. <laughs> Not lately, but I did at first. I was crazy. I was doing them every week. So, yeah, so I listened to it on the way here. And, oh, everyone, this is <laughs> this is Nina. Nina Putrago. Putrago. How did you say it? Because in that one, uh, Putrago. <laughs> that's right. I, I think you said if you want to make it sound like really, really cool, then 
and you throw in the extra little trill on there. Burrito. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so welcome back to the BMX Center of Blood. Repeat offender. So, uh, so yeah, it's been four years. And at that time, you'd been elected, nominated, elected, I'd say elected, uh, to be the representative for the women for, for the uh, UCI, for the Olympics. Obviously, a lot has happened since then. Yeah. A huge amount of stuff has happened since then. So, uh, one of the major things I wanted to talk about was just the, the Olympics that like, happened in between the last time we talked, which was you guys together secured three spots for the U.S.? Uh, two spots and one alternate. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was so, really cool. Yeah. And then... All right, well, so during that time period, there was, there was comps that you guys did. Enough of you, I remember we were talking about, uh, oh, actually, we talked about how you rode with a broken hand so you could just keep getting, getting country points, basically. Yeah, I wanted to support the points race, you know, yeah. like support USA and like the whole event in general. Um, you know, like, I knew that, like, our heavy hitters had to be the ones to make it. So, right. um, you know, I just wanted to help. It's a nation with the most points gets to bring two riders, right? So yeah. I was like, well, shoot, whatever I can grind my way to get some points, why not? And you did. It was cool. I was surprised myself, yeah. honestly, like, uh-huh. with my life off, you know, supporting myself outside of contests, you know, and kind of paying my own way for a lot of that was crazy when I look back at all the hustle that went into that just right. for what like uh, yeah. I love this you know I, mm-hmm. I left a corporate job to once I heard they announced it was going to be in the Olympics and I was right. like oh my gosh I want to like somehow support this and yeah. even if that means like me working three jobs to like get myself right. to places just and also I'm like their biggest fan I don't it was like history every one of these contests all the world cups like we'd see a like a world's first for women like more than one at some of these stops and like yeah. fear of missing out man I didn't want to yeah. miss that I was like dude right. these live streams aren't like totally dialed yet you know mm-hmm. you don't know like what channel or how you can watch it like I remember Definitely. like you know freaking out with my iPad like oh come on the internet sucks you know trying yeah. to get a good reception so I could watch some of these like events you know yeah. and I was like alright forget it I'm just gonna I'm just gonna suck it up and like hustle my way there so right. Right. I did I did it as long as I possibly could and then yeah. um it just was so relieving that my first time ever not making finals, I was like, oh my God, this is great. I just get to cheer everyone on. Yeah, right. Hell yes. It was like a milestone for me. I was like, how the hell did I make finals for this long doing the things I do? I was like, right. oh, whatever. I mean, but it was sick. Like, just pushing yourself every every event and just seeing the progress. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but it was really cool no, no, to I- see like the in-between. So figure there's a couple of World Cups a year. This is what I want to hear, by the way. Okay, well, okay, just seeing, like, where we all started, you know, like, uh, the the skill level, like, everyone, you know, has different styles, it's rad, and then, you know, just in between, like, imagine, like, every quarter, you know, you'd see everyone come back, and they'd bring, they'd have more tricks, they'd go faster and higher, and you're like, oh, my God, like, if you're actually, like, supporting people long enough where they can, like, don't have to work and they could just focus on riding and then they're also getting all these things that come with the olympics you know which is like it's actually like the whole sport side of things nutrition recovery you know physical therapy like all of that stuff it's like being is, a real athlete 
Yeah, exactly. Like all of that translates, and then the women, like, oh my, like, this is. I was just, I was kind of referring to in general, but like, especially the women side. Like a little bit of support went such a long way. I mean, and then come fast forward to when we got to the Olympics, like, incredible. The world's biggest stage. And not even being biased, I really thought it was more exciting, nothing against men, than the men's event because it was like explosive and like so close and like anything could happen and it was it was just a great story. I was on the seat of my pants. I had I was like so I got to go be in Tokyo um, as like a track official. And um, so I was really excited that I still somehow got to go and be a part of this. This was an honor, thanks to Van Homan. Um, you know, he put my name in the hat, and they picked oh, nice. myself. And then this guy, um, Johan, he was like the head of Hurricane, um, the feast organizer of the World Cups. Sure. Um, so the two of us got to still go, and it was like felt really cool to be able to go because there's no audience with a pandemic, you know. Right, right. And so. Um, so that's the we, only way you could get in, right? Right. You're an of... athlete, a coach, or a track official, or a judge. Like you're, you're somehow in the operations side of things. There's no actual audience. So, right. um, yeah, it was a really big deal to get to go, and it was awesome. It was so cool to get to go. And then, I, anyway, so I just remember being in the booth, like screaming into my clipboard silently, like almost like yelling into a pillow because yeah. I was so freaking hyped. Yeah. But I'm in the same room as the judges. You know how distracting yeah. that is to see oh someone freaking out in your peripherals? Yeah. Like, I'm like trying to contain myself because I'm so hyped on all the things going down for everyone. And, like, yeah. you know, I wasn't rooting for any one person in particular because everyone was just like, they made it. Like, right. oh my gosh. Like, right. So excited. Yeah. Um, the TV person that was like filming, I don't know, she was like, oh, she just caught wind of my cue that anytime that I freaked out, she was like, oh, replay that on the TV. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, so they I'm were that, gauging what happened they, that was cool? Because they didn't know expressions? what they were filming, you know? So they would just watch me and I was like, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the spectacle in the booth. Dang right, right. It. <laughs> but it was so cool to just get to be a part of it and see yeah. everything happen in real time. Yeah. Because everyone back home was like, what channel? I was like, dude, I have no idea, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. But oh my God, that's amazing. It was emotional, man. Like, it was really cool. Like, I, you know, from when we first started, mm-hmm. you know, UCI coming in, everyone being apprehensive. They came out, you know, equal pay and then here we are you know the points race the everyone that made it like got there there were some alternates it was just like this yeah. amazing lineup of, of riders that deserved yeah. to be there it was it was cool how much more did you have to do with the the uci how much more work was there with the uci after after we would have uh, recorded this in 2018 the first the first time you so you had been nominated and you started to go to switzerland it, here and there yeah, so I got elected to be um, the UCI on the the UCI athlete yeah. representative for BMX freestyle alongside Ryan Nyquist. Right. Um, and we had a, we served a four year term up until the you know it was like the whole first Olympic cycle. And yeah. um, what's really cool is we also got to have or Ryan it started off where Ryan had a seat on the freestyle commission and mm-hmm. I got to attend, and then could, collectively we had one vote. So. I didn't get to necessarily vote, but we both had a hand in, like, helping to shape, like, the rules for the riders. You know, you can only make changes to the rules, like, once a year. So, uh-huh. um, basically, we'd, we'd have a couple meetings a year with um, 
the full athlete commission at the UCI, which right. is like all the disciplines of cycling. Right. And then also the BMX Freestyle Commission, where we would like go over rule changes and things mm-hmm. that were working or not working based on what the riders were thinking, you know. And so, or yeah. raise any of the riders' concerns, you know, like, hey, this mm-hmm. isn't working out. Like, you know, like, what's up with the time clock? Like, there's, right. you know, there's just different things that needed to be like ironed out and you know so it was cool that we could help voice the riders concerns and Mm -hmm. I learned a lot and then you know as far as not speaking too passionately you gotta you know I had to learn how to talk to these people and I kind of filtered everything through Nyquist and it together it was like awesome we were able to get a lot done without me like (laughs) standing up and pounding my hand on the table you know like but um yeah, in a different way we did it, and mm-hmm. um, we're getting there. There's still th- some things that need to be worked on, and maybe it'd be cooler to work towards equal pay at the World Cups. You know, they're getting there. It's just, it's crazy that, it, you know, all the other events are starting to step it up and have, I don't know, I think women are, like, able to make a living off riding now. They're fully supported. Right. They're doing it. They're in the freaking Olympics. Like, yeah. I just, so it'd be weird. It just seems like you're... Uh, I don't know. It just seems like, why not? Like, at this point, you're behind the times. <laughs> yeah. What's the excuse? Like, right. Well, thankfully, but, thankfully the, the event happened. It went awesome. Yeah, totally. And it's, you know, we, we had talked a bit before, four years ago, about Vans being really the, the one big supporter. Has that changed, you think, because of the Olympics? And it's hard, it's hard to... I realize it's difficult because we're still coming out of this COVID, you know, COVID couple years. Um, but do you see more opportunities for, for competition for women now than there used to be? So maybe not the X Games, we've talked about that. Um, but maybe something else besides bands? Or you think it's like fees, uh, World Cup? Like UCI events and bands. I think Simple Session brought back a ladies class. Oh, I forgot about Simple Session. Yeah. Um, I gotta remember, there was uh, the, is it the Urban World Games in Budapest? I don't know if that had anything to do with Feast. There was yeah. like, I don't know, there's been a couple of things happening. Like, it's there's been more opportunities. I think just a lot more events in general, mm-hmm. whether they don't have to be big contests. Like, everyone's right. just like, oh, snap, let's do something for the ladies. Like, we're right. here at the Welcome Jam, and they, you know, worked together with the Bloom BMX. Um, yeah. And they had, like, a lady shredder or i can't say what was on the check uh boss b shredder um award and uh-huh. that was so fun like yeah I, I mean that was just cool i think um in years past you know like all a lot of uh, females have been here you know mm. and we'd all just like do our thing but just to be able to go have something fun for us like we were just all riding together having the best time like riding wherever there wasn't an event today like we had our own little jams on the yeah, side yeah, yeah. it was so so fun sorry That's guys cool. but yeah we just broke off and rode the empty parts of the park together and it was sick so oh my god and for you actually you've been so busy it must have been a huge oh it's so nice, great just a good day yeah i needed i needed this weekend it was awesome that's good i i have to ask you the huge move to Cleveland. I was I was really happy for you because obviously there must have been an opportunity and you jumped on it. And I, I love that you take chances. I love that you, I love that you're brave enough to to not accept just what's in front of you. What's what's just you know the the path that seems easiest. Um, 
Yeah. It, it, um, what? what uh, at whatever level you want to talk about. But what? Yeah. What was the draw? What? What made? What made that? That last. What gave you that last push to, to switch things up from a place that you love, Austin, and uh, and come up to another place that you love, Cleveland. <laughs> you the other option was going back to Long Island, but. Yeah. Um. So I sincerely love Austin it'll always have part of my heart and you know I think everywhere I've lived you know Pittsburgh Cleveland Austin New York like there's a little bit of my heart everywhere um but just like the timeline of things was kind of crazy like I was dating someone and it didn't work out but it was like right before Tokyo and then I ended up moving out in between like I had like a work event like we broke up and then that week it was like my Catalina wine mixer for work like my huge rollout like project for work that I've been working on all year was like that week but like out of state so then I came back and had two days before Tokyo to like move out and like get all my stuff together and then go to Tokyo and then that was like you know almost two weeks and then I came back and like was kind of just couch surfing but then had to go back to out of state for work but thankfully it was like in New York and I got convinced my boss like to let me you know like hey can I get some time to drive back yeah and I'll like I'll just road trip to where I gotta go so I packed up the dog and like left my stuff in storage in Texas and stayed with family for like a month and was able to handle all my work stuff um I stayed long enough to get an easy pass to be able to unlock the northeast and the midwest I, I ended up my mom was like giving me a hard time she's like man this is just like when you first started riding here you go you're gone again you're going to Pennsylvania Pennsylvania again you know like that was always right, like oh, right. be safe you know Get, getting picked up by Vic for whatever adventure right well cause ALR. there's the there's the caddy women's weekend in the woods and I didn't realize it was cancelled but I went anyway I showed up and was like oh dang but then it didn't rain so I had a great sesh with whoever did show up and then um then it was like or right around then was like the bloom week at the girls week at woodward east and so i went there like i was just all over the place and then um carly young was getting married uh-huh. and i was in her wedding and this is in pittsburgh where we are now and sure. so after um you know a month of hanging in new york i ended up um you know, coming out to Pittsburgh for the wedding, and then before I was going to head all the way back to Texas, like, I didn't want to go back, but I kind of had to, I was like, dang, it's summer here, so awesome, Um, I was like, I gotta visit my homies in Cleveland, and I was kind of, like, while I was out here in Pittsburgh, um, you know, I had so much fun riding with Carly, Tom, and just the Tosnies, all these old friends, people are are great out here, I mean, Pittsburgh's got a killer scene. Oh my god, I love coming here. Right? I've never had a bad time here. (laughs) For reals. And um, I went to Cleveland, and I was like, man, this is sick, too. I really missed everyone. Like, everyone that I missed the most was still there holding it down, and, like, Ray's is awesome. And yeah. um, I was I was looking at places just, you know, kind of like, like, well, I wonder what it would be like to, like, move back. I just started, I call it Zildog, and looking on Zillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I even... While I even like kind of bounced between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and I met up with Chris Doyle and looked at a couple houses here oh, yeah. in um, Pittsburgh, and then somehow I don't know. I go back to Texas. I like sit on it. I like pause my search to move back to the Woodmist. Sure. I was kind of like, what am I gonna do? Let me look for some places in Austin. Maybe I'm being too hasty with like this like new yeah. start, you know? And How so, long had you been in Austin at that time? Roughly. Damn, almost 11 years. No, that's that's a long time, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I was traveling most of that, and sure. like you know, it was, I mean, I had a great time. Like, it was such a cool place to call home. But um, man, I miss everyone there so much. But I know, like, whoever's there holding it down is like 
gonna be there when I get that. You know what I mean? So it's it's just in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's Austin is great like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's the South. It's a warm welcome. Um, anyway, so I ended up like a friend of mine had an apartment that he rents out and it was vacant and he's like, hey, I got some space up here. I was like, sweet, is like January cool? Like, it'll give me some time to like tie up some loose ends at work. I got the blessing to work for a remote. And uh, where I was staying with one of my girlfriends, she was like, hey, like, you know, I'm not looking for a full-time roommate. So like, you know, I don't know what her plan was. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'll I'll, like move on. But then... I don't know, like, a lot of, I think COVID started ramping up, and some people were starting to get sick, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna rip out of here before the holidays, and they, even in my office, like, went into quarantine, and I was like, and oh my gosh. Where? That where? was in Austin, and so oh, then okay. I just packed up and was like, yo, homie, you still got that apartment in Cleveland? And so I moved into this apartment oh, okay, in Cleveland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. right before Christmas, Right. and I, I was like, the only way I can do this where I could potentially still go see my family around Christmas is if I leave right now, and that was like early December, Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I was like... I love you, everyone. We had a pizza party. A bunch of people, all friends came out and, like, helped me load the motorcycle and all the bikes into the trailer and uh-huh. put it on the back of my car and brisket. My dog and I just, like, set off up into the the, the winter in Cleveland. And, um, you know, and it's been awesome. Like, every weekend that I've been in Cleveland, it's like a party. Like, it's like a jam at Ray's. It's so fun. Um, and then I ended up, and while, like, very quickly from the time I like landed at this apartment closing on a house yeah. and um, then women's weekend happened and I'm just, everything is just like wait when did you get the house when did you like buy the house? I, I got it like in January so oh my I gosh. had not been there very long and then wow. I was like trying to figure out a plan like what do I do with this it's such a great house and then of course I was like if I don't scrape the ceiling right now all the texture off I'm probably never going to do it so that's why it's taking me forever and it's so I just have to finish painting the ceilings now and we'll get to it but it's been fun it's so cool to to have my own space and um, man there's great people I live my neighbors are I'm very close by to a lot of good friends that I I used to ride with when I lived here forever ago and um, Dude, I've got, like, family everywhere. That's the coolest thing about BMX, you know? And, like, yeah, yeah. you came through, like, Joss, the Long Island crew's coming sure. through. There's a bunch of people from Long Island that yeah. live out here in Cleveland. And oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm like, I got, like, That's what I was suspect when you moved. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're there while Bill's there? Yeah, uh, Joey Monsta. Yeah. He's, uh, Todd he's, comes and stays for, like, months at a time. And yeah, then it seemed, seemed like Johnny and Joss were coming, like, once a month at least, yeah. you know? And then... Um, yeah, and then I get to ride with like Corey Coffee and then Carly. Carly's only like Pittsburgh's only two and a half yeah. hours away. I'm like, yeah. dude, what the it's hell? Close. The art of the road trip. Like when I first went home this summer, it was like I was sold. I missed how close everything is. You know, yeah. like if I need to get home to my mom in a day, I can. You yeah. know, and um, that's what I missed. You know, it, I love Texas. Texas rules. Like it's it's what you make of it anywhere really but I had the best time ever with like while I was there you know I rode all the time every day all day whenever I could in but, Texas yeah and House then Park and that, that was most I had a couple House Park the most you think um 
I mixed it up. I mean, yeah. especially before I left, I was hitting Mabel. I was so lucky. I got to ride with Joe a bunch before he got hurt. We went to Mabel like a couple days a week before work. He he's an early bird. He gets up and Joey Mason. Oh no, Joe Rich in Austin. Oh, I'm sorry. When you were Austin. Yeah, sorry. Before I left Austin, I mean, I was yeah. on like the Adult Swim hours. You know, like super early. Yeah. Done done with work before. You know, I have to be at work. My first meetings were like at nine. Oh, so, okay. You know, I want to get up early, enjoy the sunrise, enjoy some laps, go home, have coffee, and, and then right. slay the day or whatever you want to say. <laughs> slay the day, I like that. But, um, yeah, and then I can't, it was an adjustment. What? Dude. What are you doing? Thank you. It's just that it's a gift day house, and I almost forgot. You started talking about your, you know, working on your house. Oh, like, my oh, gosh. Thank you. What? Yeah. Holy smokes. All right, well, I'll eat yeah. some breakfast tacos no, you, next time you, you come through. No, you don't know me anything. <laughs> you don't know me anything at all. Oh, man. Well, yeah. thanks. So, yeah. I, uh, so all I, these people. I miss my friends I rode with the most in Austin. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, there's a great, like, group of girlfriends I have. And we still keep in touch, you right. know. And it's, I think everyone's just in this different phase. It's like, you know, that's the hardest part with time is change. You know, sure. things change. This pandemic kind of screwed a lot of people up. We've all had to, you know, pick and choose our career paths and... You know, um, anyway, I've, I've got my schedule. I have one of my good friends that I've rode with most of the time, uh, Brandon Harris. Like, he still lives in Austin. I'm trying to convince him to leave there and come up here. Like, yeah. I'm trying to convince anyone that, like, wants to, like, come ride to get out here. Cause right, it's, right. I don't know. I can't believe how, I, I don't know, there's so much more to Cleveland than, than I realized. It's a diamond in the rough, you know? Like, there's, depending what it is you like to do, I think... That's what I like about it. It's like still very close to good people, good things to do. Like I feel like being outside, we've got a great park system, trails. There's a dog beach, like a really nice beach that I take my dog to. I'm like, yeah. what? On Lake Erie, there's people surfing. Like Cleveland's weird and I love it. Like yeah. uh, Rays, of course, and like it's Changa, like all the old right. people I rode with, like when I first lived in Ohio way back, like a lot of them are still riding or they have kids some of them have daughters and they're like oh my gosh this is so cool like yeah. you know full right. circle that we're and right. it's still amazing that a lot of us like look at each other we're like oh my god we're still doing this this is so cool um that is wild yeah this is so wild and so, um, so has it been the same job that you've had from from texas to, to cleveland yeah yeah so and I'm, in between yeah, so I've been working for this tech company called Smarter Sorting, and they're a pretty awesome company that helps divert like um, hazardous regulated waste from the back of retail stores, um, try to keep it out of the landfill, and um, get it back into the community if it could be donated. Um, basically just makes gives you the happiest path like for whatever it is that you scan in the back of a store you know you've stood in front of your you know trash can recycling and compost and like kind of looked and tried to make a decision you know like this just takes the guesswork out of it for you and with retailers you can't just take your best guess you've got to like it's an expensive mistake if you put it in the wrong bin you know so um yeah that's what that company does and it's just like a big feel-good thing that you're you know saving the planet get some good stuff back into people you know the community and um yeah, so I feel really lucky. It's a startup, and it's in Austin, based out of Boulder, and they've given me the blessing to get my work done wherever I need to be. So awesome. I'm so lucky. I'm very so you grateful. Can work from home in Cleveland. Yeah. In between scraping ceilings and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's super cool. I've 
I'm learning a lot, um, you know, definitely uh, different than all the gig economy jobs I had before the pandemic. You know, I was always bartending and it was tough to like have, a, you know, even a gym membership because I was traveling so much. It's like, how are you going to, when are you going to be able to do anything that you actually subscribe to just because you're gone, you know? So um, it kind of feels cool having like a stable job that, you know, nine to five so to speak and sure. I never thought that that was for me but this is actually like you know I think just being open to embracing change is something that I, I have a lot of friends I grew up you know like that's something that we're all a work in progress but I've always kept an open mind and just kind of been willing to do what it takes and figure out what it is I want that's hard that's hard to answer for a lot of people you know I don't even know if this is what I want to do but I'm like boy it's working for me right now and you know, like, I was like, well, if I don't go to Cleveland now, I don't know if I'll ever take the risk. Like, I just, yeah. I love Austin. I never saw myself living outside of Austin again. And, you know, like, but then I was like, hold on. I think just the magic and the energy of good people sure. uh, and being closer to family was, like, yeah. the lure for me. And obviously, like, more affordable cost of living. That was really, like... Oh my gosh! No one else is paying my bills. I gotta be. If I'm taking care of myself, I gotta stay somewhere that I like can afford to live. You know. So. Um, it's like everywhere. I'm, I'm, I can't imagine what Austin is. is uh, what, what the cost of living is in Austin now? Just over the past, like everywhere. Well, definitely since COVID. But. Yeah. Um, just the cost of living down there has got to be crazy. It can't yeah. be as bad as Long Island, but. It was getting close. I mean, my mom really? showed me a couple places, and she was like, well, she's, I mean, she was like, Nina, the apartment cost of living in in Brooklyn, she was trying to entice me with, like, lower prices, but that was the same cost of living as Austin for, like, a one-bedroom, a closet. I was like, what? I'm not moving to Brooklyn, but I'm right. definitely, in, I can't justify staying in Austin, and obviously I, I could have with all the other good parts that and things and the people that Austin has, you know, it, but it was just tough because I would have just been like, my whole check would have gone to it. And I was like, I, I don't know. This, the trip I did this fall after Tokyo was like, sold me on the art of the road trip and being closer to friends and fam. Like, I am so excited for this spring and summer. Like, I'll get to ride with everyone more. I know you have your, your summer uh, fundraiser jams. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just so cool. I'm, I've been having the best time. Mm-hmm. And, um. You're really not that far from Long Island, right? No. I would say 10 hours. No, man. Eight, eight hours. Pedal to the metal. You got it. You got it. Why you go fast? Well, I mean, like when it's not snowing. <laughs> right, Think right. about the last few times That's you drove. True. It probably took you 10 to 13 Every hours. Because Every time yeah. I drive, it seems like it snows. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, that eight hours is nothing. Right. Well, have you talked your mom into moving to Cleveland yet? She's definitely not going to move to Cleveland, but she's no. come to visit already. So that was oh, really, has she? Okay. yeah, in between. I stay busy. <laughs> yeah, she All came right. to visit. She loves the house. Yeah. She's trying to break out of Long Island. It's just getting super expensive too. I think it's the taxes, you know, like driving yeah. everyone out. But um, yeah, we connect. It's ridiculous. The taxes are so high. Yeah, I mean, my mom would like to, you know, air quotes, retire, but, like, with the taxes going up, she can't. She's always hustling, so I'm like, oh, jeez. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you just got to figure out where it's going to work for you, and, I mean, 
thanks to the internet, I know some of these cities are blowing up, but it's cool because there's still a couple diamonds in the rough, you know? Like, go where there's good people, things you love to do, and think about what it is you really need. Right. And, I don't know, all that's in Cleveland for me. I'm very right. close to Pittsburgh, and I'll be here more often. And yeah. I mean the radius I drive eight hours you're still in Texas <laughs> you know? right right so it feels really cool to be able to just like warp over here for mm-hmm. a little uh you know a, a welcome jam like what I right. haven't been to one of these since like it was in Pam's front yard oh my <laughs> you know? wow well not the winter one but you know yeah sure no, and it, well, before it transitioned into a winter one, right? Yeah. So, the, yeah, the wheel mill wasn't here the last time I went to a welcome jam. So this is super cool. Right. Yeah, it is. I, I think we're lucky to have, although it's far, you know, it's it's not easy to get here on a regular basis, that's for sure. But um, having Pittsburgh and Cleveland is such a huge deal. And the other thing is heading down to Richmond. It's a whole different climate, and it's not that far away. Oh. Well, say, hey, if my mom goes to North Carolina, I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, Richmond's great. I love going down there uh, when Steve has something going on, or even if he doesn't have something going on, just going down there is awesome. It's such a nice city, and and there's just so much BMX there. It's great. Granddad. Yeah, I owe him a visit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's good. So you're close to a lot um, now. Um, the Olympic part. So, would you have to be nominated again for the next round? Oh, or, so they had you know. an election, um, and you could vote at the last World Cup, and somehow Nyquist and I got reelected. So we're serving our second term on the UCI Athlete Commission, nice. and. Uh, also, what's really cool is the Athlete Commission in all the other disciplines were like, well, this is kind of silly. How come there aren't two, the people who are the Athlete Commission representatives, how come they don't both have seats on their own yeah. disciplines commission? So, so now vote. I also have a seat on the BMX Freestyle Commission and I have a vote that counts. So, nice. uh, really exciting. Yeah, so we just had our first uh, commission meeting. Uh, we had our both the UCI Athletes Commission, the big round table with all the disciplines, and then we just had a freestyle meeting. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. There's a couple new faces that are on the commission, and um, it's been some great discussions about, like, possible changes, you know, watching the Winter Olympics. You know, we were all trying to get some feedback and inspiration from some of the other sports that are more established, you know, snowboarding, skateboarding. Just It was cool, like, visiting. While, well, while we were in Tokyo, I, like, kind of tagged along with the judges for freestyle, and we went to go meet the skateboard park judges and see how they do things and sure. kind of apples to apples to see what we could do that would make it better, you know, that could help us, you know, yeah, like yeah. maybe the instant replay, you know, like little things that could, you know, like, well, whoa, they have it. Why don't we? Like, right. you know, like just right. the little things. Um, so Someone asked me a question. I, I don't, I don't want to say who because I'm not sure he would want this repeated, but um, he had asked me what I thought about countries having exact replicas built of the Tokyo course mm-hmm. uh, because it almost seemed unfair because not every country could afford to do that or maybe... Yeah, I could see that I too. I mean, that's the hardest... Did, that Okay, like, just... if I don't know what the question is really, but... Did, or how you feel just, about it, but... Do you think there was an unfair advantage because where you had to practice in California, if you went there, say, mm-hmm. or well, say uh, um, Hannah Roberts, 
So what she was practicing on was not an exact replica as, say, what uh, she's, I don't know. Charlotte? Yeah. It, or uh, yeah, England. Natalia, so, like Australia and England, they both had, you know, Great Britain, they had the replicas of the courses, which is wild. It's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's good for them, but also, like, that's kind of the how the cookie crumbles with the Olympics. There's, like, a lot of hard learns, like, I mean, watching this whole thing. It's funding, right? I right? Mean, it's so funding. USA is crowdfunded, so, mm-hmm. you know, like, basically, like, with USA Cycling, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, like, misspeak about their budget, but let's just say it's not the same as government funding that the other nations have, um, you know, and that can do that, you know? Um, Like, we had, there's like tiered support for the athletes like unless you're in the top three ranking world ranking you know like uh you're not going to get any like financial funding maybe they'll kick you a little bit towards a flight or a place sure. to stay uh or you know bronze or you know i think at some point i had like a little bit of support where i had access to the training center but i had to like get myself out there to chula vista and like yeah, yeah. you know i could try to rack up some time you know like with their their sports people to therapists and stuff so i try to learn as much as i could but Mm -hmm. then i look at everyone else it's just like got it like all all the support and then some which is like oh damn you know like that's awesome i'm stoked for them but it was like kind of tough because then you see other places where like some of these athletes can't even get a visa to like leave their country they're they don't their nation doesn't have like an organized cycling federation so they're kind of like you know, I'm not complaining that I was on my own, but like these, I'm like, damn, I was like, maybe I should just like not go and like donate some plane miles to these people that need to, they need, they need it. You know, like there's a lot of rippers and people I wished could have like participated more and Mm -hmm. it's just different. Like everyone's government kind of is different. I mean, granted, there's like a lot of, I love, I love America and the USA. There's so many other freedoms, but it was just different with the Olympic process. Like, Ooh, yeah sting yeah. you know and like even the other sports like learning about how like you know some families really try to support the, the athlete because you know they're not getting it from their sports you know federation mm-hmm. um like it was like figure skating or something i was like i've just read a bunch of stuff on this and sure you know some lady some family like refinanced their house and like took out a huge loan to like get their kid through the olympic points race and they were they were hopeful and then they got hurt and then that was it, and the family's in debt, and the person's hurt, and it was like career ending and just grim, you know, like a terrible break, heartbreaking, you know. And yeah. I was like, ugh, I don't know about this, you know. And so, but I mean, it is a really cool journey when it works out, you know. Like I think that's great. Uh, right. It was just hard to learn yeah. all of that and it, like take that for what it is. And mm-hmm. um, I yes, mean, you, you can look at it as if it's unfair advantages for sure, but. It, that's how, it depends how you look at it. I don't think it's, I mean... I don't think it's unfair. I, I, think, I think if you can, okay. Well, no one's saying not to, but I mean, yeah, it I is th- a little crazy, but... I think I misinterpreted the, the question because the more, you, the more you explain it, I don't think that's what this person meant. I think it was more like access. Like, it, like what are we doing wrong? You know, how did they have it and we didn't? Like, where do we... Oh, well, they made, they like, you know, they had a test event, Mm -hmm. and so, like, it's unveiled, and, like, anyone, at that point, it's free game. Yeah. But, like, at that point in the season, like, what do you, we got, like, two months, like, who's going to build one? Oh, surprisingly, a couple of nations did, and some of them tore it right down. It was, like, their top secret training facility. I was like, ooh, that's, that's, like, that's a flex right there, (laughs) you know? Without naming names, uh... 
I, I think a fair amount of women that were in the Olympics were living in the U.S., right? Yeah. But competing for their country. So we, we had, like, the highest participation out of most of the nations, you know, mm-hmm. the USA. And I think that's, like, definitely what helped secure two spots, you know. Sure. Everyone rode really well. And, you know, like, I think, uh, you know, it was at the top 20. Like, mm-hmm. everyone that was competing for USA was at least in the top 20, you know. Sure. Like, some of us in the top 10, top 15. and then. Um, yeah. You know, and so that was super cool that, like, our points collectively, we, we knew, like, a lot of us that weren't, like, making the cut, like, knew yeah. that we were just there to kind of help yeah. secure the top spots yeah. for the other peeps, yeah. you know. And On just, your own dime, too. Yeah, you know. That's, that's, that's American pride. <laughs> yeah, Merck. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but it was super exciting. We all learned a lot, and we all, mm. like, went through a lot, and, you know, it's a lot of, it was a lot of change for us, but it was yeah. also super positive for the women, you know? There's a lot of momentum behind our side of the sport and more opportunities, and it's, it's just, it's so cool to see, and then just the level of riding, and it's, and now that, like, we're kind of in between Olympic cycles, like, people are getting together, and, you know, when they can with yeah. this whole pandemic thing, but... Everyone's just like kind of able to have fun again and hang out. It gets it gets a little serious when you're oh, on that I'm big sure. stage. It's like, oof. It's a big deal. It's I a mean, huge deal. I was kind of sad because I'm like, I'm nerding out on the deck at these World Cups. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, sure, I'm wearing my USA jersey, but I'm looking over. I'm like, Tobias Fick is the freaking German coach. Does anyone know this guy's yeah. talent? Like, he's over there. And then I'm like, and Nyquist is on the court. Like, this is so yeah. cool. And then, you know. I don't know. I just thought it was just funny for me, like, looking yeah. around and, like, taking this all in. And right. then, right. holy crap. Um, I think you did pretty well with those, by the way. But Oh, thanks. I mean, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this freestyle. No one else is doing any peg tricks. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what the people really want to see, but who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. like, I'm, this is BMX, and I'm going to try to represent it regardless of the women thing. Like, I'm just like, all right, ain't nobody doing feeble grinds. <laughs> Anyone doing Smith grinds? You know? do, you, do you think that's for sure that they don't? Like peg grinds are not as oh, it's not that as necessarily heavily weighted as it's a, well, like the level of tricks were like that we're scoring the most were like the mm-hmm. crazy like aerial tricks, you know. But it wasn't just the tricks you're getting scored on. It was mm-hmm. like style, amplitude, speed. You know, of course, the technical stuff. Like you know, if you had a good variety of stuff, that's kind of. I mean. It's tough to, I mean, judging is the hardest, con, most controversial job oh in freestyle gosh. because it's yeah. subjective. And, you know, on that day, this is who they think rode the best, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. You know, it gets super heavy, especially when it's like the Olympics, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so right, right. I think that was the hardest part for a lot of people. They're like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my game face, whatever. Like, I want to do well, but also like I want to do the run that I'm going to be the most stoked on. Like, that's where my sure. mindset was. And once I right. did that, I started having so much fun at these things and yeah. like. That was my practice, was like my run, (laughs) you know, because I didn't have time to, I just made it there barely, you know, and was like, oh, shoot, how am I going to ride these ramps? I don't really ride these, like, whenever I'm at these things, so um, that was super cool. Do they pretty much spell out what they're looking for in a way, or do you just get to know by being in different You get to know, but it's, it's spelled out, like, what they look for, you know, like, it's... Like, I just went over the, you know, style, speed, yeah, yeah, yeah. amplitude, you know, and, like, so you say you've got ten girls and they're all doing toboggans. Mm-hmm. Who does the most dipped one? You know, like, it's like who does it the highest? Like, you yeah. know, if it's kind of halfway there, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also right. the judges that day. Like, you know, it's really cool that 
I appreciated that it was all riders, people who ride. You know, like you look up sure. and you're like, oh, okay, respect. They know what we we're, you know, uh -huh. they know the tricks and the level of difficulty. So, oh, was that woman from England a uh, judge? Um, Christy, Christy Lou. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was a judge. Okay. Um, I think she's finally getting back to riding. She's like a knee injury or something. Yeah, so. she had an injury that seemed to be going on for a while. The knees. We got to take care of them knees. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. Got some issues. Oh, actually, I want to ask, or, or uh, <laughs> I got to mention this because this came up in the in the podcast I just recorded with uh, Gage Sharp. Mm. He said, uh, "Ask Nina what her favorite stretches are." <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been oh. meaning to sit down with that kid. Uh. Okay, yeah. So I have a lot of good ones. I mean, honestly, I, this is one thing I do miss the most about Austin was I had like a membership to Black Swan Yoga and I got my some of my friends we'd ride our bikes there every morning and like a couple days a week anyway uh -huh. and um, I learned all the good stretches but dude yeah I would say like downward dog cobra cat cow like just, just keep stay moving just yeah. give yourself that time to stretch like kind of like not sound preachy but it's like if I knew then what I know now I would have started that a long time ago mm -hmm. you know it's so important to like slow down and stretch yeah. and breathe and right. all of that so right. yeah absolutely okay Kevin Casey and Tears he wants to know how did how did the demise of the T1 ramp affect the general vibe in the Austin community he also wants you to know how awesome you are Oh, huh. well, shoot, I don't want to refer to it as a demise. I look at the change as something to embrace because the remaining of oh, sure, I do miss the OG ramp for sure, but the ramp, the ramp made it into a couple, you know, kind of like was given new life in other backyards right. and it's different, mm -hmm. um, I think. And I mean, honestly, like the original mini is still like that, that still lives on yeah. and super fun. Like, I don't know. I try to, again, embrace the change and make right. the most of it. And I honestly had the best sessions there. Like I, some friends that live at the house where the ramp is, they, they take great care of it. And you know, I'm a, I, it feels weird not being there. Cause I'm like, I hope people are still riding it, you know, like, cause I feel like I would bug them. You know, I wasn't bugging them, but I definitely like, would show up a lot unannounced yeah. like hey is it cool right. if I ride I'm gonna take some laps hey can I oh so and so's here can we ride you know right. like I just felt like the cat that kept coming out the window you know mm -hmm. yeah. can we ride I'll cut this out if, uh, if you tell me I should cut it out that there's a T1 has a batch of frames coming did you know that they have a batch of frames on, almost on pretty close to being on their way oh, all, cool. all pre-sold Maybe I don't like I don't yeah. pay enough attention to like what's going on like mm -hmm. with T1 I just like keep in touch with Joe on a personal level and sure. and you know I like every now and then it'll come up like oh this is happening or oh we gotta yeah. get a couple other things done because this is happening you know and yeah. like I just kind of like like I know that Joe's running a ship and it's he's doing his thing <laughs> and you still ride for it oh saying. yeah yeah you're, you're I mean forever a T1er right I would for sure. I mean, yeah. that was... That's kind of the reason I mentioned it. Uh, oh, yeah. I Like, Joe's always up to something, so... Yeah. And I love that. So I was just happy to hear that. So I was just 
Jeez, I hope you know about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, like, it's I, supply chain stuff. It's tough. I'm like, dang, if he does have stuff on the way, that's freaking sweet because what a time for everyone, you know, to stay rolling and, you know, get a new rig or there's new riders and pass their old frame on to someone else, you know? I don't know. Well, he ended up getting him because uh, this guy, Mike Maloney, Dutch Bikes in New Jersey, he actually made them. And he's got a full-time job. I don't know how he took on this project. But I met him through a really good friend of mine that he hangs around that went to college in Massachusetts and we used to race each other. And oh, cool. So, mm-hmm. so he did an interview with Mike Maloney a while back. But Tim from Lives in Bethlehem, um, PA, he does the powder coating. Oh, cool. So he is powder coating the frame. So he's about to get the batch, and he's turning around. And it's Damn, even... this is like some drug lord shit. Like yeah. you know, you know, like the mafia, I, the I, inside I, scoop on I'm the con- frames. Are you spilling the beans? I'm connected. <laughs> okay, I might be. That's why oh, I'm going okay, to have to cut okay. this out. It, it, all right, all right, I got because you. Because if I get this thing posted up. You know, sooner than later than uh, I may beat the frames being uh, you know, out there in the public eye. Because 50 frames is like this guy used to do just 12 a year. Wow. Just all custom. In fact, he worked on Garrett Burns' fingers crossed frames. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, well, then that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. Aw. Yeah, so, I wish I had more insight on that stuff. I've just been so busy that I'm like, Joe, is everything good? You good? Yeah. You know, and I'll sneakily try to order something from Empire, who usually, like, intervenes and is like, no, you're not paying. And I'm like, damn it, oh, I Jesus, love you, yeah, dudes. Yeah. Thanks, jerkies. Right. I'm trying to keep help you keep the lights on. I, yeah, right, <laughs> you know? right. That happened when I walked in here today, and it's like, no, no, no. You guys went for months without taking in any money at all because of COVID. It's been the demise of, and I'll use the word demise because it's true of most skate parks, indoor parks, is because the the homie list gets too big, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you've ever worked at a park, you know that, like, dick can get out of hand, Um, but what an important time to support local business, you know, so I think that, you know, I I think there's still a couple kids who don't get it and they still try to, like, be like, yo, can you hook me and a few friends up? I don't even work at Ray's anymore. I'm like, dude, what? Like, yeah. you're willing to spend money to like, drive out there and not, but like, not pay to ride the place right. you came to ride? Like, right. I, it's hard to wrap my head around, but yeah. I think I might be from a different time. I don't know. No, I, I just I think you're from a different appreciation of, of what it takes to make a buck and how, how hard it is just to survive. You yeah. know, because you've had to hustle and survive all your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked about that in the, the last podcast we did. So it was, <laughs> you did anything you possibly could to make things happen. Yeah, man. To like, get your first BMX bike. I think in that time, too, like, had a lot of, like, loss, you know, friends, family, like, mm-hmm. you know, unexpected loss. And that's kind of given me new eyes for the world. I think that's helped mm-hmm. me be more open to change and, like, shoot, if we're not getting any younger, if you don't do this now, like, you know, like, and I don't want to be all like, live every day like it's your last. Yeah. You know, I'm not right, going right. to say that, but like, right. think about what it is you want to do, who you yeah. want to be around, and like, what's yeah. going to fuel you and what you want to do. And even if you don't know what you want to do, at least get some, surround yourself with some good people, you know, and make sure you can take care of yourself. So that's kind of like where I'm at with it, and I'm really stoked. I'm able to ride. I'm knock on wood, you know, always trying to stay healthy. Uh, you know, I love that Gage is like, yo, Nina, what do I do? I'm like, oh, yeah. shoot, you're asking me? All right. Yeah, right. You're like, I'll share with you what I know, but, right. I, you know, 
nothing to it but to do it. Right, right. No, absolutely. That's why I'm just happy for you because you took that chance. Because if you did, I, I don't know. I just hate I hate the thought of regrets. You know, I just I just don't. And, and I'm sure you don't either. But I just don't want to have regrets. And it's uh, I, same. You know, like for all the challenges I've taken on, that maybe not all of them went well, mm-hmm. like or didn't work out as I had hoped. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for those. You know, and like right. just you know, it's like picking yourself up and getting back up because right, you know right. I'm trying to keep these wheels rolling dog you right know? <laughs> hey we're talking four years later so you know we're doing something right yeah, because totally. we're still talking BMX and <laughs> excited about it so yeah it's good stuff and but, then I don't know if we I can't remember <laughs> I'm sorry uh, what we talked about four years ago but since that was like the beginning of the craze with the Olympics what mm-hmm. I I just was a little thing to like think about is like everyone was like oh this is going to be so bad for bmx and some people were really stoked because this is awesome Uh, for bmx and like everyone's still out in the woods killing it everyone's still in the streets killing it and like there's these other contest riders that are out there killing it there's just a whole other avenue that got Mm -hmm. like built and paved for those people who want to do that and i am so stoked and that my coworkers who know nothing about BMX, you yeah. know, like they are watching it because they know someone who knows someone. I got to go and they're like, oh, you know, like yeah. BMX is just being introduced to so many more people now. Right. Right. And it doesn't like the contest riding doesn't have to be the only way they know. It's just an introduction. You know, mm-hmm. like you see the GT air show, like that was your first intro to BMX. Sure. But then you found what you like to do in BMX, right. you know, and so. I think there's too many keyboard warriors out there. I don't know. I'm just oh, stoked yeah. to see how it all panned out. And, like, it's like... It hasn't hurt freestyle I don't think all. so. No way, man. Uh, it's been sick. Like, yeah. there's, like, so many more people riding. There's, like... Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, it's... There's parks that are hard to get. And, yeah. you know, like, the... I feel like Empire went into, like, holiday mode in the sense where they were busy like they only used to be in the holidays like that level of crazy but then it never stopped you know and that's not just empire that's like almost every bike shop and now with the gas craze dog speed to all you shops out there because who knows bikes are the future (laughs) you know so i don't know we'll see but i'm really stoked to see where things are going there's um uh when is this gonna air again When's it going to air? Yeah. Whenever you tell me to. Oh, shoot. Okay, well... I can make it uh, whatever date you want. All right, well, I don't know how many people know this, but I'm going to go for the last day of the Bloom... Uh, the, 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 van, the trip that the, the Vans BMX Bloom trip. It's Yeah, the last stop is there's a jam at the Huntington Beach Park yeah. in California, and um, Vans is helping me get out there, and nice. I'm going to, like, link up with them. So I'm so stoked to, like still get to be a part of yeah. some of this stuff i was like what i like got clearance from work to go for yeah. the day i was like holy smokes this is gonna be so cool so um i'm just so excited because there's so many like even this weekend i met a handful of like lady shredders like all ages skill mm-hmm. levels styles yeah. and i just i just made new friends like i'm yeah. like oh my i'm still doing this this is crazy yeah. this feels so awesome uh like a couple of them are gonna come out to ride raves with me soon so I'm like oh, this good. is great like and they're from here. They're fr- or, One or, of them's from here. Yeah. Uh, there's, dude, there's a girl from Brazil here, Duda Penso. She's out here yeah. riding. And I was like, what? I th- they were I, here last summer, too. Really? Well, okay, so, like, I 
have only seen her at the feast contests, like the World Cups. Oh, no like way. In, I've only seen her like in China, maybe France, which is crazy. And then now we're in Pittsburgh, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, I saw that she was in North Carolina, so I guess it makes sense, oh, you know. Okay. But uh, I don't know, you know. Like that's freaking so cool yeah. that she's able to get over here and right. travel, and her, her friend Gustavo like he's killing it. He won the oh higher contest, God. so I was yeah, like, what yeah. is happening? I have some video of that. It's it was insane. He, was, he, he had the benefit of being one of those lighter guys, you know, <laughs> like Clint, and just like, you know, just. Oh man, even seeing bird, Clint. Bird I've, bones, you know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's so many great faces I haven't seen in forever that just yeah. such a great feeling, good energies, seeing so many old friends this weekend, so, and making new ones. That's. I hope this doesn't ever get old. <laughs> I know. I know. It, well, it won't. Because I'm older than you, and so you know what's possible. You know, well, not, well, not skill level. Don't, don't, <laughs> no, no, I don't, know. don't look at the skill level. But just the just the ability to still get out there. It's not. It, well, I hope. My hope is that a lot of these riders will continue doing stuff like this. Mm. You know, the maybe the Howl Hands will have their jam next. You know, like Patazzi's yeah. have been holding it down forever, and I just yeah, I would love for like some of the younger riders like. Uh, Carly had mentioned in her podcast, like seeing Bethany or, yeah. or you know, any of them yeah. start having their own jams, you know, yeah. and it, it's starting to happen. I just, I hope it happens sooner. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. You right. know, like just if you want to do something, you can. It's happening while you're still involved in it. I think that's awesome because that's got to feel good because you've been. Oh, this is so cool. Like just seeing BMX alive. Never mind the ladies thing. Like just mm-hmm. all the different styles. There's, I feel like it just it, feels good. Yeah. It feels good to see. Right. It's hard not to talk about with you because you and I just think of like you from the stories you've told me. You and Stacy, maybe one other woman. Yeah, that was it in the beginning. You know. Yeah, was, yeah. We like we met Corey Coffee at the for the first time at the WAF BMX Jam. That's right. It yeah, was you, you like talked about 2001 that uh-huh. in, at the Incline Club in New Jersey. It was like, yeah, the day of park and then a day of flatland at Rutgers University in the parking lot with Aaron Donato, Brian Tunney. Like, it was so cool. Um, yeah, and that was our first time meeting Corey. And, like, I'd heard about her. She rode in the Roots Jam. I was like, what? She rides for Fox? What? She, she really? did a backflip? What? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. Corey was like... You know the the one in the headlines, like. I had no idea. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, um, but it was tough. We like East Coast meets West Coast, and, yeah. You know, right. like whoa, 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 coming in here all smoking spicy. Like whoa, whoa, she's just her sense of humor. I didn't right, get right. it. I was like, I wasn't sure if we we're supposed to all be best friends when we first meet, or like, are we competitors? Like, what is right. going on? I don't know. What to how to take Corey right now? She's messing with me, or yeah. she's dead serious. That I don't know. It was just funny. she's a tough one to read. <laughs> yeah, Still. yeah. Especially back then, I was like, uh, yeah. uh-uh, you don't come to Jersey, act like that, you right, know. Right, like, right. but then I was like, oh wait, yeah. but maybe she's not acting like that. I don't know right. what's going on. Right. But whatever, That's it was funny. hilarious. We've we've come a long way. I'm so stoked to call her a friend, and yeah. I, I think she's a total badass. Like going out to all these contests, mm-hmm. but she's a mom of three, and you know, she's 
doing awesome. So it's just, and then, oh, she's on the Freestyle Commission now, too, which is great. There's oh, really? more women, uh, yeah, um, for BMX Freestyle, she gets to yeah. have a say in, like, some of the rule changes and stuff. So oh, it's nice. super cool to have them, you know, UCI be more inclusive and sure. ad- adding additional voices for, uh, you know, what right. freestyle the riders want. That's awesome because the last time it was it was a vote and just you and her were in it, right? Uh, and, uh, I think the first round, maybe it was just us, but there's a couple other names. Or no, I don't know what happened this time. She said she might have forgotten or had the wrong email, Corey, and I was like, dang it. And yeah. then I think there was another gal. There was, I don't remember. There was a couple names in there, but mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. But but now she's in it. She's, yeah, I was so, so awesome. stoked to still see it. Because, I mean, I lean on... It's not me making the decision. Like, I'm mm-hmm. talking to all these girls. Like, I think the women are pretty organized considering, yeah, you know, right. uh, like, in comparison to the men. Nyquist is like, you, hold on, let me get this straight. So you guys have, like, a Facebook chat that you can, like, get answers ah. from? He's like, I've got, like, a hundred and something dudes. And it's just like, he's right. got to, like, get a megaphone and be like, all right. What do you want? You know, like, oh my God. so I don't know. It's just been a trip working with Nyquist. He's hilarious, and yeah. I don't know. I'm just glad to have Corey actually like across the room from me on these. You know, I yeah. say in air quotes, room, Zoom chat, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, I'm just gonna shout out a couple people to ask questions. Well, I'm just gonna shout out Tasha. She sent a question. I'm just gonna read it. I just like to recognize people. That of course, yeah. I love- Tasha, what's going on? Yeah, and, and she's getting involved a lot, and and always has, but she she helps me, she helps, helps the... Uh, Dude, she's been crushing it. I, she's a, another force, a great energy, bringing people together. I love that. And she said, I, I love some of the beginning struggles slash stories, first bunny hops and racetrack pumps. Were you a natural? And... Don't what that says, and I wrote it myself. <laughs> what made you keep uh, pursuing BMX? So, I'm going to say, Tasha, listen to episode 17 because you answered a lot of that. Because you tell your story about the port trails. I'm sorry, port trails right on up, and that I mean, you tell the story really well there. So, okay. she's awesome, and uh, she'll believe me because it's <laughs> definitely in there. I just listened to it on the way here. Okay. All right, so Danny. Cifuentes, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite country to visit and all-time favorite book and why? Oh. Whoa. That's a good one. Oh, um, man. Uh, favorite country. Favorite country's hard. I mean, there's so many great places I've been and so many more I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I've only been there a week at a time, but I loved Australia. Oh, yeah. Um, I, like, the people... The wildlife, the food, the, like just the plants, like uh, it's just beautiful. Like yeah. I just love Australia. I can't wait yeah. to go back someday. Like yeah. I, it's, it was like a dream spot of mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was super cool. Um, my actually, there was a. I don't remember if it's between now and then, whatever our last podcast was, but I had like a, like top five or I can't remember what it was but I had this little like top dream spot to ride it was like the the back the last page of a ride BMX and they were like top 10 countdown with Nina where's your top 10 spots or whatever my number one like dream spot was like session on the beach with a bunch of ladies uh, and friends in Australia and then that happened after a Vans contest like we all like 
rode our bikes over to Bondi Beach, yeah, yeah. and we rode that bowl. I rode with like Teresa from dock, Spain. Yeah, uh, the contest was at Five Dock, but mm-hmm. we all rode our bikes over to Bondi, and it was like mm-hmm. Teresa. I think maybe Angie was there. Uh, Ke- Camila from Chile. Like mm-hmm. Teresa's from Spain. Um, yeah. I feel like maybe even. Was Ellie Chu there? I don't know. Like, it was just wow. such a crazy lineup. And then, like, a bunch of other homies, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, like, the Fast and Loose crew, like, Joe, like, the T1 guys, like, mm-hmm. Russ. I just, it was, like, locals. It was just, like, a dr- like my dream. Like, that right. came true. DMC was there. We were all riding. And, like, there was a jam box. And it was right on the beach. I was like, this is... Actually, bucket list right. right here and you had it on a bucket list yeah and um so that was pretty cool and then uh favorite book to read dang there's so many books i've read that like it's hard to pick one um i love a lot of good this this is i mean <laughs> there's a lot of like you know kind of self-help like life books that uh-huh. i could recommend but at the same time i love like music biographies and um yeah like i read motley Crue the dirt before that like netflix video came out and i was just Uh like oh my gosh i always wondered if they'd ever make a movie and and how they would remake some of those scenes right the book first the movie and Mm -hmm. like damn (laughs) if you haven't seen that uh wow um anyway i i don't know it's hard to pick one but i liked that story a lot and just Mm -hmm. all the like controversy around it and like Mm -hmm. um I guess uh, the guy from Kiss who kicked Motley Crue off the tour ended up buying the rights to the movie, is what I heard. Like, when the book came out, I mean, he probably made a nice chunk if Netflix made it, but I just thought that was funny. There was just, like, a lot of, like, drama drama things around that. And, um, yeah, before bikes, like, music has always been, like one of my top things. You know, I'm, like, a music nerd. I love that stuff. Especially if you... the bars you bartended at are also music venues, right? Yeah, that was a big part of my life, just seeing new music. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, it's great to see bands you love, but, like, seeing new music, like, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah. that's pretty awesome. You know, always touring bands, and yeah. who are these people? Where are they from? And, you right. know, I got to look right. them up and see what their yeah. deal is. And, oh, snap. You know, you get surprised pretty often, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And yeah. I do miss that about Austin, though, and yeah. the pandemic definitely changed a lot, so... But Cleveland's got some venues, you know. Cleveland's a very uh, central spot. Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah. But there's music venues, though. You know, like there's. Oh sure. You know, anyone if you're on if you're a touring band, you're gonna stop in Cleveland. You know. About this, Uh, Action Jackson, ninety-one. How does it feel to be back in Cleveland? We talked about that. How do you feel the scene for women in BMX and mountain bikes has changed since you last lived in Cleveland? I mean, has I'm just... It, has it changed in Cleveland since you were there last? Well, like, the I scene? So. I mean, honestly, it's there's just even more shredders. Like, mm-hmm. new faces. I'm, like, still a tourist in the town, technically, but, you know, I, once again, but it's been great. Like, I ride with new kids every weekend, and, like, old friends come through from all over. Like, so it's how the, it works up here in the winter. You just got to get your fix of riding, and you just come, like, slam two days straight at Rays. And, right. you know, I can catch laps with people that I haven't seen or a lot of them I haven't met. And, right. Um, it's been so cool. Like, but anyway, um, seeing more women, too. Like, I'll just... I think I like... 
shock then because I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? And they look at me like, am I talking to them? And I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to you. They're like, who are you? And I was like, oh, I don't know. My name's Nino. What's your name? You know, like, because they're just like confused that I would just talk to them. Yeah, and I'm just like right. so hyped to see more, another girl on the deck. Right. And they're just like, thank you. I was yeah, sweating right. it. I did not want to drop in right now. And you just talking to me, like, help me chill yeah. the hell out. I was like, oh. And you've been there. Yeah. Been exactly there. It's cool to have, like, a little buddy on the deck, you know? Yeah. And that's usually me and the little kids, you right. know? But, right. but lately, it's like, there's just so many people to ride with. I'm just like, yo, man, can I follow you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. I mean, that's the fun of Rays. You right. just do a bunch of trains. And, oh, my gosh, yeah. You know. It's, uh, let's see. The balloon posted... Uh, the girls on the run in 2000, ride 2004 first ever documented girl freestyle trip any stories about that I think I found that somewhere found a picture I think yeah. it's still on my phone you know Delecki was on that trip and yeah. he shot most of the photos for that mm-hmm. trip and um yeah, there's some great stories from that trip it actually was the first like all girls trip it was in props um we did a little skate park tour through the Midwest. It was awesome. And then it was funny because we, we did that trip. And then I was living in Cleveland. That was the first time I lived in Cleveland. The original Changa was still open. We ended that trip with a jam at Original Changa. And then um, still had some time off. And so some of us were just like, screw it. We hopped in. I think Stacy had like a newish car, so we were like, yo, let's rip this thing back to Austin. So we drove back to Austin and rode the T1 ramp again and rode 9th Street, and then like, okay, now we gotta get back. <laughs> so right. like, we, but we, we had like five days, and we drove to Texas, rode Ramp Ranch, T1. There was wow. some, yeah, it was just so sick. Like, we just like did the same thing we just did, like, yeah. but like did it again. Like, it was oh so God. cool. We got to ride the Goots Vert Ramp and stuff. Like, yeah. oh man, what a time. Like, it was just so cool. We got into bikes at like the coolest time. Like, I'm sorry, mid school, whatever you want to call it. Right, it was right, just right. such a cool yeah. time for bikes and yeah. helps you really appreciate where we're at now. Oh my gosh, yeah. That we're, we can still do this now. <laughs> And well, uh, you can do it well still. Yeah. From what I've seen. Um, all right, just a couple more quick ones. Oh, uh, Wild Bill first. We've all heard the worst injury part with the brake lever and the leg, so we're going to let that, that go, oh, Bill. Well, that was the freakiest injury I ever had, oh. but I'd say the worst one was probably breaking my jaw. That one sucked. I just moved to Austin, 2011, went from riding the trails, you know, you're going high and fast, went to the concrete park, did a transfer, but like went too high and too fast, and just kind of like, oh shoot, like just chin first on the concrete, and then uh, um, and then I ended up uh, like, oh shoot, I'm officially BMX now, broke some teeth, didn't think it was that bad, and then, oh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but. Long story short, uh, I made it through, but thanks to a lot of friends and just kind of being able to, willing to like try to embrace change and drink muscle milk and deal with my, I'm still dealing with teeth. Teeth suck. Like, I'm sorry. Anyone that's ever had, I never had a cavity until I had that crash. Like I took great care of my teeth, never needed braces, anything. And now I'm like, I got crowns. I got to wear these retainers and like, ugh. but it's part of it. What are you going to do? There's worse things. Um, but being able to help other people that have gone through and anyone that had already been through it, I was like Anthony Napolitan and Brian Hunt, like they all like, well, 
Neapolitan broke down from he's like, listen, you could do this two ways. You could do the bee hunt remedy where you just eat Dairy Queen all the time, like just drink milkshakes, uh, or you can try and like be healthier and <laughs> like, right. you know, I'll give you my smoothie recipes and, you know, some desperate measures. You can blend some steak and stuff. I was like, what? Crazy. So it's funny. Like, wow. Uh, yeah. He, I wouldn't have thought of he, that. He got super creative. I was, um, oh yeah, yes. yeah. 50 foe. Like yeah. he had a gnarly crash. So I was, I've been messaging him just trying to help. Mm-hmm. I think John Lee, he did it too. Like That's that. what I was going to say because he, I mean, his has been ongoing for That's it's so sad but he's the happiest guy oh yeah he rules i hope i get to see him more now that i'm closer to everyone so but um but yeah like i feel like that's kind of the coolest part of bmx is like you could and the internet i guess a good thing to look way to look at it is like you got resources now you know like not everyone had insurance for a long time some people still don't and it's like well if you could share your experience with someone and if it helps in any way like that's a win you know like oh like hey man like you could try this you have options you know so just speak up absolutely nice to meet you Jamie thanks for doing it thanks for doing it I'll have it out soon soonish alright see ya take care he he was a really fun interview I'm sure nice guy that whole fam shreds. They got a sister who shreds. Yes. Awesome, Olivia. Yeah. That came up like almost, he was like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to say that because they said, oh, we never answered, you know, do you have other family? You know, what's the family dynamics? Cause sometimes it's a, it's a question that kind of reveals fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, I asked me, he goes, oh my God, I forgot. I have a 16 year old sister and she's, She's crazy. She's really good. And Dude, it's yeah, it's been great. Like I feel like I've gotten to see them pretty often, and I'm like look around, and I'm like, oh, she's here. Yeah. yeah. So it's been really fun, yeah. and I hope I get to ride with her when it's not as crazy, because I feel like it's been like jams or an event like the last couple times. But I I actually met them that I remember anyway with their sister at Woodward the Bloom Week because she I think she won the Bloom Week uh, yes, yes, and, yes. and so like I got to meet her for the first time mm-hmm. there and then I've been getting now that I'm back I like yeah. see they come out all the time I, I for some reason I thought they lived like maybe it was the standard thing I was like do they live in Iowa what are they doing yeah. here they're crazy but they're yeah. like oh they live in Michigan I was like oh okay right. <laughs> that makes sense right. I, like I said I'm still a tourist in the town <laughs> yeah you, well if you listen to his, a lot of that is talked about, and it makes it makes sense. Okay, but it definitely, cool. The brother doing the editing to help her win that spot to go to Woodward is like the best story. <laughs> Dude, it's just the best story. It, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like yeah. seeing fans that shred together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't see it much. I mean, you see Hallahan's famous like that, but uh, it's unfortunately I won't say unfortunately I'm grateful for the families that we do see yeah um, last one we were just talking about the Hellions uh, Casey Hellion just wants to know favorite foods bike color riders and that's it oh my gosh Casey dude I had so much fun riding with her today through the woods room she she's the local so I was like yo you gotta yeah. you gotta lead the train yeah. so we had a great time mm-hmm. and uh, we were pushing each other hyping each other up to like yeah. work on whatever it was we were working on right. and, um, anyway Casey my favorite foods believe it or not I want to say burrito but like I love pizza yeah. it's kind of a hard thing to say no to like if there's like a willpower situation that's like 
very hard uh, to say pizza, but like New York pizza. Yeah, you know? yeah. well, of course. <laughs> of course. So I'll just stick with that. I mean, that Nina Pizza doesn't have as good of a ring as Nina Burrito, <laughs> but you right, know. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that was my favorite food. And what was the second part? Uh, white color. Oh, dude, rice. the color of my frame right now it, that is my favorite, I think. It's like the T1 colorway. What? Oh I my gosh. Seen, yeah, because you're right. always right. You're, you're busy. True, you know? true. I'm like, yeah, what's up? I gotta go. go come but, on, take some laps. But, yeah, today worked out. So you did what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, right? today was so fun. Yeah, so it's good. Uh, it's white colors. What color is your bike? It's like a blue-green. Okay. I don't remember the, the number, like on the Pantone, uh, Rowl, whatever. I, I but wouldn't know It's like a blue-green. It's yeah. it's beautiful. And the artwork that's on it, like really just with the artwork that uh, Joe and Mo Malone, Joe Rich and Mo Malone, like worked on together for the frame. The frame. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, Joe totally surprised me and like yeah. worked on, um, on, you know, Mm-hmm. Another artwork thing with another rider, girlfriend of mine, um, yeah. Mo Malone. Yeah, the first one was with Alexis Mabry. Yeah. And then the second one was with uh, Mo Malone. And um, uh-huh. and I think Tasha even helped, like, get the dimensions and the colors or something, like, come to life or the shirt or something. I, I don't know too much about graphic design, but it was a collaboration, and it was yeah. super cool that he worked with them on it. Uh-huh. It's just the meaning... The meaning behind all, like the just the meaningfulness, sure, really helps me appreciate that color. Like I'm actually yeah. trying to figure out what accent wall color to paint behind my fireplace, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. ooh, maybe that color, that frame color is like one of my favorites. So blue green, I don't know what shade you want to call it, but that's my favorite color, Casey. To answer your question, uh, there you go. And then uh, riders. What my favorite riders? Yeah, they could be, they could be a little involved. Oh my um, gosh! Uh, all of them? I don't know. Dude, I mean, it's like whoever's—I don't know. Like every day, I'm like, who the hell's that? Like, or, you it know, it could be like, Helen, it could be Casey. <laughs> dude, yeah, like they all ride. Yeah, today, like Mia Custer, like I've gotten ride with her a handful of times yeah. at these different like events and stuff. She was killing it, and Adi, like she's the local here at the wheel mill, like. Uh, man, like, I had never ridden with her, but I've seen her, like, on the internet. Like, I know who she is, yeah. and I know she rides with Mason, and I was like, whoa, this is sick. Um, you know, I think sometimes it could be whoever's, like, inspiring you in that session, you know? I don't know. It, it's tough. I do have some favorites. I mean, who doesn't love Chris Doyle? You know, he's always killing it. Um, honestly, Paul Rad is kind of underrated. Like, you know, yeah. I think he's like silent sleeper, awesome, does all the peg chains and he's always getting me to do stuff that I don't want to do on my bike. You know, I yeah. want to do it, but I'm like scared and he's right. like, come on, right. you know, so yeah. that's cool. Uh, um, I'm drawing a blank. There's so many. I love riding with Joe Rich. Like, I'm lucky mm-hmm. to get to ride with him, call him a friend and mm-hmm. he's always killing it and like, setting the bar for like what's possible you know i'm like damn you know like if i take care of myself and you know keep getting up early and stretching like i'll be able to hopefully keep riding like him you know i mean i always want to ride ride like him but you know i just mean (laughs) just being able to ride as much as he does which is great one of the best pictures uh of i don't know of at least the past year or two is is daryl now you and I want to say Van Homan uh, riding the uh, 
riding the Olympic course. Oh my gosh, dude, Daryl is another force of nature. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Dude, we had so much fun and like Daryl really pushed for that session. It was awesome. He was like, come on, Van, let's get everyone out there. Van's like, you know, he's running, he's the boots on the ground for Tokyo, making sure freestyle had a good representation. Mm-hmm. Like, he's doing it all, you know? And yeah. he's like, ah, you're right. All right, come on, let's go. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. like, right. it just, it was awesome. He, like, found it in him to, like, come ride with us. So yeah. that was super cool. Um, yeah, Van, Van's also one of my favorite riders, like, just total legend and, it's been super cool to get to ride with him. He just came through Rays, and he was like, this is so fun. Like, we rode all the stuff that's not the skate park <laughs> together. Yeah, right. It was so fun. We just rode, like, the outer loop and all the mm-hmm. logs and stuff. It was so sweet. That's cool. Yeah, I did see some, some pictures from that. I think you had posted some. Yeah, uh, man, uh, Corey Martinez, he's another one that's just, like, timeless rips like just does it all he's been riding mountain bikes and like he's just incredible on a bike um i don't know brad sims still making waves like what in the hell every time i pull up my like there's like i, I the things i use the internet for i'm like okay i follow some girl riders i watch like puppies <laughs> and then like i see brad sims doing something insane and i'm like what the right. hell <laughs> I don't remember who today showed me a video of uh, of him. Well, it may have been it may have been Jamie or Gage, but they were showing me. Uh, oh wow, they were really closing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we're gonna wrap this up real quick. Anyway, he's he's sponsored by Canyon Mountain Bikes now. Uh huh. Red Sims. That's yeah. crazy, man. It's, Dude, that's so it's awesome. A big company. I'm stoked for him though. You know, yeah. he's he's worked really hard to, you know, be able to do what he loves and. Sure. I'm stoked for him, man. You know, he values himself and he's getting what he wants. So that's, I, lo- I commend that, you know. Yeah. Um, everyone's got a different journey. That's it. Stoked for him. Yeah. Well, seeing that they've turned the lights off on this, uh, on this interview. Any of the shooters? Ah, no. No. Um, maybe I didn't remember Ashley that was here. I said I'd ask a question. It wasn't a question, so I don't think I said it, but Ashley says you're the best. So there you go. Aww. Dude, I met her. She was one of those people at Ray's that I was like, oh, what's up, girl? You riding? What are you working on? She's like, well, what? You're talking to me? And I was like, yeah, what are you working on? She's like, fakey. So I was like, all right, let's go over here. And we worked on it. It was super fun. Oh, cool. I don't know. We need to ride more. Yeah, and that's uh, Gage's girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. But she's also just Ashley. My, my little sunshine yeah, yeah, right, right. I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't tie the, uh, Oh, I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. Oh, she's down there right now. Um, oh, another I, I'm rider little... I'm looking at across the room, Johnny Del Balso. That dude, also very underrated. Casual ripper. If you don't know who Johnny Del Balso is, follow profile. Check out their page. He just They just posted something about him. Really? Dude, that dude shreds. Everything he does. Dirt bikes, BMX marathons i don't know what else he does but really? yeah yeah check that dude out oh my god i will i almost walked away from this without even taking the phone like oh we're done recording just let the people take care of it now <laughs> get one of those league of their own recordings yeah. the long bathroom weed <laughs> yeah, oh man all right well thank you for doing this dude thanks for hitting me up i'm glad you can make it out here hopefully you had a good time and weren't right. like crushing podcasts too much this no, weekend nope, <laughs> okay. not at all not at all. I had a good time. Everything was good. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much also for the housewarming gift. And um, thanks for telling these stories. I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts and I feel like I'm getting to hang out with some of these people, old friends or people I've always wanted to know about. Like even Carly, that's like one of my best friends and I didn't know some of her history. So I felt really good to hear this, you know, so thanks for asking these questions and doing this. This is is pretty sweet. No problem. Hopefully uh, I wasn't talking too fast or skipping the good stuff, but uh, no, no, it was perfect. Thanks. All right. Well, okay. talk to you all next time. That's right. In another four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be episode 400 something. Who knows? All right. We're going off. Thank all right. You. We're getting kicked out. Yeah, we're we getting go. the boot. All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye.